Think big. Think positive. Never show any sign of weakness. Always go for the throat. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Nothing you have ever experienced can prepare you for the unbridled carnage you're about to witness. Right. Super Bowl, the World Series, they don't know what pressure is. In this building, it's either kill or be killed. You make no friends in the pits and you take no prisoners. One minute, you're up half a million in soybeans, and the next, boom. Your kids don't go to college and they've repossessed your Bentley. Are you with me? Hello and welcome to the Stone X Grain and Oil Seeds podcast with Craig Turner. I'm your host, Craig Turner, broker here at Stone X. I specialize in corn, wheat, soybeans, and canola, but we have experts on the team here in the group um, that cover all the other grain markets, uh, livestock, including cattle and hogs. Uh, we've got experts in the energy markets, whether it be you know, crude oil and natural gas or any other products in that space. Uh, fertilizer, interest rates, plastics, you name it. So uh, if you have any questions for me about what I do here or what the team does, uh, you can always give me a call at 312-706-7610 or email craig.turner at stonex.com. You can also follow me on Twitter. And the new handle is at corn, wheat, soy. If you did follow at Turner's Take, it would automatically switch for you. Um, it's a nice feature of uh, Twitter, which is now called X. If you like the podcast, please go to your, you know, either iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast and uh, give us a positive review for grains and oil seeds with Craig Turner. I appreciate that. And um, let's jump into it here. So for uh, you know, for those of you that don't know, not only I have broke a broker here dealing in futures and options and also swaps and OTC contracts. But I also do a lot of uh, consulting services, which is becoming very popular lately with the way prices have gone in the grain and oil seed market. So if you're interested in a, a marketing advisor and a consultant, you know, please reach out to me, too. So uh, a couple of things. Macro markets, um, you know, China is a concern. We're seeing, you know, we, we had been seeing uh, the selling of commodities and particularly soybeans uh, as you know, Chinese was. Evergrande, their bank, um, their real estate, a big, large real estate company went bankrupt. Um, now there's going to be this fight between Wall Street and Chinese creditors. Uh, it's you know, Wall Street, you know, creditors and uh, and Chinese officials actually. Um, so that's gonna be interesting how that's going. Looks like things are heating up with the United States and Iran. Uh, crude oil is being active. You know, is now acting bullish to that. Heard you know China, even though we've had all this negative Chinese news. Did come in today, and it sounds like from some of the reports out there that they were buying cargoes of soybeans from Brazil. Brazilian soybeans are pretty cheap. Um, so, you know, for the local cash prices, so you may see farmers stop selling as much. Could force demand back to the United States. We'll see. But uh, there seems to be just a lot going on there in the macro side of the market. Uh, as far as grain and oil seeds, Today was a big day. Uh, I was planning on recording the podcast tomorrow. So we're going to do it today because we saw key reversals on the charts. It's been a while. I've been fairly bearish um, of the grain oil seed markets for a while. Um, my view is more a little bit more neutral just because of where prices are, especially for corn. I think corn is a, you know, corn, a normal trading range for corn uh, before COVID 
was prices lived between let's say 350 and 425 for a majority of the year. And if we had a ton of corn, anyone who's trading the grade markets during you know from you know basically 2007 to 2019, which was the basically the renewable fuel standard years before you know the COVID shutdowns. Um, it, it, maybe we get harvest lows below 350 because we had a big crop and that would be harvest pressure. And sometimes we go above 425 in like a summer rally, like right at the peak and live above there for a while. But for the majority of the time, you know, go ahead, just take a look at a chart, you know, and we had a normal abundant or adequate supply of grain. That's where we lived in corn. If you just apply 15 to 20% inflation, which you know, since 2019, which a lot of things seem to cost 15 to 20% more, that's fair. And especially if you look at the PPI and CPI, you would come to those numbers too over that time. Um, that would imply a new corn range, like a normal corn range between 4 and $5. And that's just, you know, using the inflation of the past four years and, you know, and then shifting the old price range up. That's all we're doing there. And if that's the case and corn, March corn is getting close to, you know, for the 430s or trading in the 430s, you got to ask yourself, how much lower are we going to go in January? Because this isn't harvest time. We haven't been planted yet. And the funds are nearly record short. So I'm not surprised we sure saw the, the short covering today. Um, they were going to take profits at some point. Um, you can't stay short forever. And they were getting very short there. So we have, uh, you know, March corn not only was up seven and a half cents today, but it had a key reversal and the key reversal is you know, we open lower from the, the previous days close. Um, we make a lower low from yesterday's low, right? So not only, and then we close higher than, you know, than yesterday's close. And we, we even tra trade higher, you know, on the spike up higher. And if you see all those together, you got a key reversal there. Um, and we had one or have one in corn and in soybeans, and in soft red winter wheat, the Chicago contract. Not in Kansas City and not Minneapolis, but it was in Chicago wheat, soybeans, corn, all three contracts. That is significant. Um, are we now in a bull market? No. But from a pure chartist perspective, can you make the case there may be a short-term bottom in? I mean, that is what the, that is what the chart, if someone's reading the chart, reading the, the chart patterns, that is what that would suggest. There are plenty of traders and plenty of managed funds that trade the trade chart patterns and trade technicals. And for some of these funds, that's going to be either a buying signal or just an exit signal if they're short. So it's either short covering or buying, depending on the program. Uh, so I think that's something that we got to, you know, kind of got to respect and see what happens here. So uh, listen, maybe corn is fairly priced at these levels for a while and we'll see. You know what the acres look like? Soybeans, I've definitely found a support level. And who knows, maybe when we get down to the you know low to mid fours in corn and the high 11s, low 12s in soybeans and you know, you know the mid fives to mid sixes in wheat, maybe that's where the buying comes in, whether it be on the export market or the funds, um, you know, or, uh, or just natural support and support levels on the charts, regardless of the reason um, that has happened. And also, I'll say this too, uh, seasonally, we tend to be, you tend to build risk premium into the market between now 
and let's say May slash June, right? We're going to have weather premium because of planting. We have weather premium put in for any weather issues during growing season. That's why the seasonal charts tend to go up in some kind of random walk fashion uh, from the bottom left of the chart to the top right uh, during this time period because the market does build in uh, risk premium for weather. That is a well-known fact. You see, you see that's how it's uh, priced actually in the in the structural part of the market. And then finally, um, you know, weather premium tends to come out of the market in May, June, where it will start to right around then, and then it goes. Then it definitely comes out seasonally in July, August, September, October, as we're you know, the crop is made and we go into harvest. I mean, that's the seasonality of the corn and soybean markets. And so we're seeing that too. There's now a seasonal uh, trigger here, you know, for the corn market that it seems to be following. So how long will this last? We don't know, but uh, it is it is nice. I don't know if I'd be rushing out to buy futures and buy calls and getting heavy. Um, when you take a look at the skew, the skew is still to the calls. So you know, when I took my Series Three licensing exam. You know, they do ask you about things like, uh, you know, different strategies and, you know, what is a, a synthetic call would be buying the futures and buying the put is the same thing as just buying a call option. Uh, but calls are more expensive than puts. So honestly, you know, just in terms of price, uh, someone looking to get long, maybe the corn market, uh, the synthetic future is actually cheaper. The synthetic call is actually um is actually cheaper than uh, than just buying the call outright instead of the synthetic call. So that, I thought that was pretty interesting too. It might be an interesting way to kind of play this short term. Um, thing is though, when I take a look at the markets here, the writing, I mean, the writing on the wall still says that we're gonna have a lot of corn next year if we have 91 or 92 million acres. So um, for the producer, they're probably using these rallies to catch up on sales. For the consumer, um, for the end user, you know, they've probably been buying on the way down here. And their biggest risk is what if there's lower acres or a drought, right? Because you can, if you're on the buy side and, you know, you need to buy corn or wheat or some kind of soybean product um, and you're not doing it now, or at least protecting the upside, if the mark, if we should have a drought, because it is dry in Iowa and, and it is dry in the Delta and you're not buying or protecting yourself right now. You don't want to have that conversation six months from now where, you know, it's kind of like, well, you know, we were down at these levels, especially for corn. So I think what you'll see is you'll see end users pick up a little coverage. You'll see the funds cover some shorts, um, fun, which is fine. You know, the shorts have made a lot of money being the funds have made a lot of money being short. The end user is getting a very good deal of where prices are right now. And the farmer is going to get a little bit of a rally to sell into and catch up on. Uh, coverage. Everyone kind of wins in this situation. So usually when I see that, um, that you know, it usually means you're on the right track. There are a couple of interesting things about this rally and reversal. Uh, one, the spreads like March versus May, May versus July. Soybeans went the spreads gained, meaning that the back months gained, uh, the front months backed on the gain months, which is bullish. Which means there's like real demand. It's real. You know, that's uh, structurally, that's that's what you want to see if you have the market rally. You want to see the front months go over 
the back months because that's telling you the market is functioning as a you know, basically price rationing. Um, if you don't see that, if you get a rally and the front months are actually lower than the back months, that's concerning because usually that means that's just um, kind of a one-off or anomaly or maybe there's a restructuring of how prices should be. And corn, unfortunately, for the farmer out there, um, March actually ended up losing on May today. And May ended up, you know, didn't look so great, you know, against July. But there wasn't there wasn't a ton there. Um, so that's not good. Like, that is not good for corn. I don't love that. You really wanted to see corn gain against May and and July, and it didn't. Um, so that that's that's definitely a little concerning here. So it looks like the bean market had had a had a little bit more strength. Interesting enough, rice market above eighteen dollars was higher again today. Oats were up three percent, up eleven cents. So all of a sudden, oats looks like it can make a run to four dollars. It's purely just you know on the chart here. Um, we don't get a ton of news for oats, but it was a big mover today. Um, anyone who was short was probably coming out of that too. And yeah, and, and canola was also up about a percentage point as it followed soybeans higher. Funds are, I believe the funds were either record or very close to record short corn plus the grain markets overall for this time of year. Not like all time record short, but they were, they hadn't been this short as of the end of January in corn and probably and maybe in all the grain markets combined. So that was, so we're kind of due for a bounce there too. So going forward, I think what needs to happen here is if you have risk, you know, basically what will be, what'll be happening here is most likely we've seen kind of, there's potential we saw a short term bottom and that's, you can just from a, how oversold the markets are, how big the short position was on the fund side and the key reversal on the chart, right? And the seasonality kicking bullish. All of a sudden there's four bullish cards coming out of the deck over the same 24 hour period. So that's that's number one. That's usually how you put in either short-term tops or short-term bottoms or things like that. Um, that's the kinds of things that you look for anyways. So I think what we'll see here is farmers get a little bit more optimistic and be more willing to sell the rallies to catch up on sales. And I think you're going to be more willing for the end user either to add on to their coverage that they need for the rest of the year or use the options market just to put in a ceiling. Um, and that should be general. And you'll, then you'll see the funds uh, cover, cover some more. So that's where we are. Um, if you want specific recommendations on what we're doing, uh, you know, please contact me, um, especially if you're a client. If you're not a client, we can talk about, you know, you know being a client. There's also a, uh, you know, my newsletter, Turner's Take, um, or actually it's Grain and Oil Seeds with Craig Turner, the premium product. that will get more detailed into trade ideas or, you know, where we have uh, price, you know, price targets and, and things like that. Again, you have to be a, uh, a client here or a, um, a subscriber, consultant, client. And uh, if you have any interest in that, uh, please let me know. We can talk about that too. Um, otherwise, I think that's it. I am in Iowa today and tomorrow. It is the Ag Expo here for Iowa. So I'm in Des Moines. Um, drove over here from the suburbs of Chicago. It was only five hours. Not so bad. 
And um, yeah, then I won't be traveling again until Commodity Classic, which is at the, I believe it's the, uh, the last week of February 1st, week in March. So if you're going to be, if you are in Iowa or at the Ag Show tomorrow, come by the Stonex booth. It's number 213 in the, uh, the Innovation Hub. And, uh, and we'll also be in Houston for a Commodity Classic this year. So that's about it for right now. Um, I hope, uh, hope everyone's having a good day out there. A little bit more of excitement in the grain markets, and we'll see how this goes. All right. Take care, everyone. I'll talk to you later. This material is conveyed as a solicitation for entering into a derivatives transaction. This material has been prepared by a Daniel Trading broker who provides research market commentary and trade recommendations as part of his or her solicitation for accounts and solicitation for trades. Daniel's Trading, its principals, brokers, and employees may trade in derivatives for their own accounts or for the accounts of others. Due to various factors, such as risk tolerance, margin requirements, trading objectives, short-term versus long-term strategies, technical versus fundamental market analysis, and other factors, such trading may result in the initiation or liquidation of positions that are different from or contrary to the opinions and recommendations contained therein. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future performance. The risk of loss in trading futures contracts or commodity options can be substantial, and therefore investors should understand the risks involved in taking leveraged positions and must assume responsibility for the risks associated with such investments and for their results. You should carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your circumstances and financial resources. You should read the risk disclosure accessed at www www.danielstrading.com Daniel's Trading is not affiliated with nor does it endorse any trading system, newsletter, or similar service. Daniel's Trading does not guarantee or verify any performance claims made by such systems or services.